shift into an attitude of gratitude. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Millionaire Woman Show. And if it's your first time here, welcome. And I hope you dive into many more episodes. And for those of you returning, I am always grateful that you are here. Today, we are talking about breaking free from skewed thinking. This is the thinking that takes you off track, throws you off your days. And I wanted just to help you have a way of course correcting. Now, skewed thinking impacts our relationships, it impacts our decision making, it impacts our actions, and ultimately impacts the outcomes that we have. So I wanted to touch on four particular ones today to really dive into and help bring to awareness. You know, I, I work as an emotional intelligence facilitator often, and one of the things with emotional intelligence is that pillar of self-awareness. And not only that is recognizing the awareness within yourself, but being able to be aware of the emotions that are impacting another person. And when you're able to read people or get a sense as to where they emotionally may be at, you can ask different questions. You can approach situations with sensitivity or empathy or compassion and really be able to hold the space for each other, not just for the other person, but you're also holding space for yourself to really be there present in the moment that here and now. So what I wanted to talk to you about really is let's develop that awareness, but catch the situations where this might be going on and you can think about them, reflect on them, and take a different course of action. Now, one of them, it was really interesting, you know, I have fallen into this one myself, the all or nothing thinking, I don't know about you, I'm raising my hand here, hoping that some of you are raising yours as well. But to have that mentality of all or nothing thinking that it's either right or wrong, it's black or white, it's this way or that way. And one day I was running errands and my intention was ultimately to get to the gym, shower, get off to work. And what I realized when I got to the gym parking lot is that I had enough time when I looked at my watch to take a shower, not even a set of reps of one set of weights and change my clothes. I was so frustrated with myself. I was beating myself up. And then there was just this moment of, well, you're wasting time. You got 10 minutes. You better get your butt in there. And I told myself, okay, Deb, stop beating yourself up. We got to focus on what's here and now. You have 10 minutes to get ready. You have to get out the door in order to make sure you get to your next appointment on time. And what it came to realize is that all or nothing was not serving me. That all or nothing was holding me back from really achieving some of the things that I needed to, because when you not don't feel good about your decisions or you don't feel good about yourself, your actions are 
and your behaviors are not supportive of the outcomes you want. I wanted to have a peaceful day. I wanted to, to go into flow. But when you start beating yourself up, telling yourself you're stupid, you wasted time, you maybe squished in too much in your schedule. And this is why it didn't get done. You do this all the time. And then you just go into this spiral. So this all or nothing thinking started to shift for me to all or something thinking. Something is better than nothing. And then there's another phrase that's very similar is do something over nothing. So when you really think about that skewed thinking, I want you to really think about where is it that I feel that it has to be all or something. This is from, I need to clean my whole house, not just part of my house. I need to work on a whole project in one sitting. I can't work on it one hour at a time. But here's the thing. We know that we get more accomplished in smaller chunks of time than we do within the time block we give it. So for example, if I tell you, hey, I'm going to work on this project, I'm going to give myself four hours. The project itself that I ever set up or the task might only take me two. But because I've allotted myself four hours, according to the law of Parkinson's, I'm going to stretch out that four hours any way I can. So I want you to really think about the time block when you do your time blocking. Are you giving it too much time to be productive? Because when, when what happens is when we have a little bit of scarcity and urgency to our time. So if I have four one hour blocks blocked off in a week to work on it, I'm going to maintain my focus and attention and concentration in that hour to get as much done as possible, better focus, better concentration than I would if I extend it to four hours. Now, you know, adults on general, we have a 20 minute attention span. So even if you have a five minute break, you're going back and refocusing every 20 minutes, you're going to do much better in that one hour than you will in four hours. So really pay attention into how you're time blocking. Are you working at your optimum time? For myself, my optimum time is 45 minutes with a 15 minute break. And I can cruise like that for several hours in a day. But what I recognize is I can get a whole bunch done in a short period of time. Now, the other thing underlying that all or nothing thinking is perfectionism. There's this idea that if I don't get it done perfectly the way I want to, that I'm not going to do it at all. And this is where procrastination shows up. This is where the productive procrastination shows up. This is when we do things to fill the time, even though they're productive, they're not giving our return on investment. Or there's the avoidance procrastination. And this is where we're avoiding doing activities and we're procrastinating. We're not meeting deadlines and it gets to be so frustrating. So I want to really save you from that all or nothing thinking to move and shift to do something over nothing. Because we know that there's also an, a compound effect that builds momentum. And with that momentum and compound effect, you eventually get the outcomes that you want or better. So it's better to have that momentum versus a complete stop and halt and have yourself moving in the direction that you want to, even if it's in smaller chunks. And you will feel more confident because you will see these chunks getting accomplished 
and starting to see some results and glimmers of success. So we want to be able to see that. The next one is really about jumping to conclusions. And I like to joke around with people. I like to say, you know, jumping to conclusions, like skipping rope, you know, we we don't want to jump to conclusions because that's the worst form of exercise we can have. Not that skipping rope is, but jumping to conclusions is not an exercise that is beneficial. It often is laced with assumptions. And this is where we really need to challenge our assumptions because what happens with this is we think something's going to happen and we don't have enough information. Have you ever caught yourself jumping to conclusions? to forecast and think something's going to happen. And you get so worried, so upset, so worked up, have discussions, might even lead to some arguments and realize that those things aren't even going to happen. So really be kind to yourself. If you do jump to conclusions, just take a step back and ask, what information do I have? Is there information that I'm missing? And how can I move that forward? So when you start coming from that place of really focused on getting more information, finding the facts, asking people for more information, you start breaking down the conclusions and your conclusion might be right. But often when we jump to conclusions, it falls into this and that and the what ifs and they often don't happen. Another one is the mind reading or labeling. Now, when it comes to the mind reading, it is really about, you know, thinking that another person thinks this or that. We're, we're making um, guesses about another person's feelings toward us or toward what we're doing. It's really laced with judgment. And instead of being curious, what happens is this mind reading is this piece that can really spiral into something very destructive. Well, if I send out a text or an email and they don't reply, I must think that, you know, they're ghosting me or they um, not just ghosting, but they might, you know, not want to respond. They must think this or that of me, but that's not the case. Maybe it's in the spam. Maybe it went to junk. Maybe that person wants to thoughtfully reply or needs more information to get back to you. I think we get caught up in this world of instant gratification that we miss out on really coming from that place of curiosity and wanting to learn. So we can go to that person and follow up, you know, give it a few days and follow up and say, I just want to make sure you receive this. You might send a different form of communication. You never know, they might be on vacation, they might be in meetings, they might be just tied up with other things or not know how to reply to you. So sometimes it's just a matter of following up with that person, hopping on a phone call versus email or text and saying, hey, I sent you this and want to make sure you received it. I don't know how many times someone sent, said they sent something and I didn't receive it. I look in the spam, I look in my email, I'm like, don't know what happened. And then sometimes they even go look at their text and see that they didn't even hit send. So before jumping to conclusions, before mind reading and labeling and thinking, you know, where it's all at, 
come from a place of curiosity, want to learn more. Now, the other one is overgeneralization. And this is like those blanket statements. So you're imagine throwing a blanket over everything or a casting a fishing net. And this is often with the words always and never. We always do that this way. And we never will accomplish this. So it's already kind of putting the cast in the stone, putting a line in the sand and saying, this is the way it is. And when we go to that generalization of never and always, as you start to question that, is it true that we never accomplish things? Because I bet you could make a list of the things you have accomplished, or we always do it this way. And I bet there's going to be times that you didn't always do it this way. That generalization is a blanket statement over situations. And what it happens is it limits us from seeing the possibilities. It limits us from growing and learning about what is possible. We are limitless. There's many paths to where we wanna go. And when we can move away from skewed thinking, break free to really being in a place of, hmm, what's possible? What can I do today to get me closer to that goal? What chunk of time am I going to use? And how effectively am I going to use it? Or what information do I need? Do I have all the facts? Do I need to talk to others who might have a different experience to offer me a different perspective? We get so tied and rigid to our own beliefs that sometimes we lose the ability to have that flexibility to see what's possible. The mind reading, you know, let's say something happened 18 months ago. That person is not the same person 18 months later. They've had a chance to reflect. They've have had a chance to improve in their, maybe their skill set. You don't know, but you have to be open to seeing different perspectives, being open to seeing potential, being open to see the possibilities. And if you don't allow yourself to be open and flexible, you might miss it, missing out on some of the greatest breakthroughs. So break free from the skewed thinking because it could lead you to your next breakthrough. I want to thank you for joining me. And, you know, I love when people share the Millionaire Woman Show on show, social media, tag me. I will love to share it in my stories. And put out a favorite episode. What's your favorite episode? What's your favorite takeaway that you have taken away from what I've shared with you? Has it been beneficial to you? I create these out of a labor of love. They're, they're no charge. And, you know, these are just little samples of some of the conversations that sometimes I have with coaching clients, sometimes speaking from the stage. I want to be here to make the greatest impact I can on helping people step into living their rich life. I would love for you to go over to my website at www.debrakasowski.com. That's D-E-B-R-A-K-A-S-O-W-S-K-I.com. Right now, there's a Reset Your Mindset 10-page PDF that you can really expand your mindset, come from a place of growth, and really take on anything that comes your way, knowing that you have everything within you. As Mahama Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And as always, go out and make today great.